Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. Um, it uh, it's good to be back live uh, today. Uh, it's been a little while, actually not a little while, about a week or so since I was last live with my uh, special on Birth of a Nation, where I discussed uh, Nate Parker's film, and I actually did that show the day before uh, the film opened, and I wanted to, you know, I, I want to come back to discuss that a little bit. Um, you know, my I've been very vocal on uh, social media about, you know, how I was unhappy with the, the turnout for that film. I wanted to talk, you know, at that point I hadn't seen the film, so I wanted to talk about the film. I want to talk about the reaction and the turnout for the film, uh, which I will do a little bit um, later on today. Tonight's show, or uh, tonight, it's, you know, during the, I'm so used to doing the, the shows at night, uh, but today's show is, you know, entitled Locker Room Talk. You know, everyone is talking about, you know, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton and the election and the most recent debate and, you know, these, uh, you know, the whole fiasco with, you know, Billy Bush and, you know, that whole thing. And so I went, you know, Donald Trump, they asked him about it and he said, no, nah, it was just locker room banter. And, you know, I have, you know, I've been very vocal about that topic as well on uh, on social media. And I wanted to talk about my take on on his comments, on uh, you know what was said, the context in which it was said, my opinion on it, you know, and and you know, I don't want anyone to feel like you know I, I am, you know, a fan of Donald Trump. I am a supporter of Donald Trump. I don't want people to feel like I'm condoning his comments or, or those types of comments. But I, I would like to add, you know, I've been thinking about how I wanted to do this, how I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to add, you know, a a a different perspective, or not even a different perspective, but I wanted to put it into perspective. I want to add some context to his comments. And the reason why I want to do that is because over the last 10, you know, over 10 years, you know, you guys have been listening to this show where we have done, Barbershop talk. Now, you know, that's you've heard many different men over the years, you know, on this show. You've heard many different topics, many different conversations, and many different stories. And, um, you know, it's interesting to me that certain comments and certain conversations and stories are okay, you know, from one perspective, but then when it's you know, someone who is basically the, you know, the butt of the media's agenda, you know, the media bias, media manipulation, where we, you know, in Donald Trump, it's interesting that those comments are now a major issue. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you know, you guys have heard, you know, Gerald Howard and I saying things from our past that we're not proud of. You guys have heard me and, you know, Mar, rest in peace, sharing stories from our past, you know, and when it's okay, it's okay from a learning perspective. It's like, oh, wow, you know, they're talking about different things from their past. So, but now you have the media taking certain comments and conversations and, and, and using it to basically slander someone, you know, and that's, again, that's not to say that the comments are okay. You see what I'm saying? You know what, and I'll talk about it a little bit more, but just to elaborate on it a little bit more, I used to own a, a, a beauty salon, you know, and the reality is, 
you know, I can't tell you guys how many different types of conversations, lewd conversations, vulgar conversations that I've heard women have. That I've been in barbershops where I've heard men have them. You know, I've I've been you know I'm in a fraternity. I've been you know I played sports. I've been in these locker rooms. You know, I mean, and then I mean, not even to mention the fact that you know you turn on the radio, you got people like Beyonce and Lil Wayne and Jay Z and Rick Ross and all these different people. You know, just saying these many of these same things, these same things, and seeing how women and men react to these same exact comments that everyone is now claiming they hate Donald Trump for. And so my issue, my objective, my goal is not to condone these comments, but my issue, as it's always been, is with the media manipulation and bias, as well as hypocrisy you know, that exists within men, within women, within the mainstream media. I mean, people love I mean, People are out here watching, you know, porn, you know, you know making porn, you know, uh, just, I mean, all types of stuff, sending text messages, you know, sending, you know, videos and different things. And the reality is people have the, you know, they're judging. It's like, oh, my God, he's a monster. He's this and that. It's like, wait, whoa, whoa, hold on. Wait, hold on. Like, come on. I mean, and I'm, and I'm not saying I know certain things are consensual. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but it's just like <laughs> I know women, okay, who have who I know. First of all, I feel like this: I know men who have done. I'm gonna try to keep this PG. Who have actually done what Donald Trump has said? You just did, you know, you just go and grab him by the, you know what I'm saying? Grab him by the ass, grab him by the whatever. I know men who have actually done that and seen women love it. You understand that? Like, not, I mean, and so it's cool if you want to say, oh, well, that's, you know, that's inappropriate, that's this and that. But the reality is, is it really disrespectful? And it's certainly not assault if if it's the truth. You feel what I'm saying? Like, if somebody says, hey, these women let me do these things, you know, they, they all you got to do is just walk up to them. When you're a star, they let you do these things. Well, that's a true statement. And I'm so I want to and I want to talk about that a little bit more in detail, but the reality and it's cool if you don't like hearing that, it's okay if you don't like hearing it. But to see the media and to see so many people saying, "Well, that's rape," it's like rape. Like what? Do you, he's not talking about raping women. You know what I mean? I'm, that's not. That's just not what the conversation was. We're not talking about rape here. We're not talking about assault here. We're talking about reality. It's like if you're a billionaire or you are a celebrity, you know, should you just go up and grab people randomly? No, but that's not what he's talking about. He's saying, look, I'm at a certain level of fame and stardom or whatever to the point where I can get any woman I want. I can do what I want, and they will let me do this because of my celebrity, because of my money or whatever the reason is. So for the media to try to, to hear that and to try to twist the narrative to be about rape and assault, that's that's ludicrous. That's absolutely ludicrous. And I want to actually share, that's why I call this tonight's show uh, uh, Locker Room Talk, because I want to share some locker room talk with you. I want to share some personal stories because this is this is getting out of control, man. You know, I mean, it's, it's you know, I'm at the point where I don't even want to watch TV anymore. I don't even want to turn on the news. I just want to just... What you know? Watch my shows, man. You know, Flash, Arrow. You know what I'm saying? And just go off into another world. And, and y'all get me when this stuff is over, because it's getting so ridiculous. 
It's getting so ridiculous, so biased. I mean, these guys are going up just looking for, I mean, 20 years, 30 years. Now he's like the new Bill Cosby. And everybody had a problem with them slandering Bill Cosby. It's like they're just finding these women to come out the woodwork. And now they're doing the same thing with Donald Trump. It's like, come on, man. Come on. I mean, it's like, if you, if fine. If you want to make this about politics, fine. But come on, don't just go 30 years, 40 years back. Hey, when you were 17, you did this. Like, come on. You know what I mean? We got it. Let's, let's be sensible here. You know I mean? Literally, these politicians, you could, listen, these politicians are so corrupt out here in, in D.C. You can go into the past of any anybody, Clinton, you know, Hillary, Bill. These are, they're all corrupt. You know, you can go t- 10 years, five years back. Hillary Clinton, you can go two weeks back. But you go, I mean, imagine if they went into Bill's past or Hillary's past, you know, George Bush's past or Obama's past. I mean, God forbid we go into Obama's past, you know, and see what he had going on. That's you know, you you didn't see all this going on. This guy didn't even use he, he didn't even start going by the name Barack Obama until until a few years ago. No, I mean think I mean think about this. Barack Obama was was known as Barry Sotero for the better part of his life. Barry Sotero, that's how he. You know, uh, applied for school loans and for, uh, uh, financial aid, and you know all types of things. Like that's that's who he that's who he was. But now all of a sudden he's he's Barack Obama, and you know nobody is even going back ten years. You know, let alone twenty years and thirty years. You know, and, and that's I'm just looking for some equality. You guys understand that? So I want to talk about that a little bit later on. Um, but for right now, let's let's start off the show with, um, uh, first of all, let me just say this. I, I want to say rest in peace to uh, Tommy, you know, from Martin, uh, uh, Tommy uh, Ford. I mean, it's just, I mean, people are dying, you know, 52 years old. That's too young to be dying. Um, you know, take care of yourselves, get checked out. You know, men and women, I mean, it's getting crazy out here. People are dying, but definitely rest in peace to him. I was watching some videos. And it was really great to see that um, he was a he was a Christian, you know, he was a believer, definitely a man of God. You know, you listen to him speak, and you you know, you he was always had a word for somebody. You know, there's a lot of videos out there. I would encourage everyone. You know, yeah, he made us laugh. You know, okay, you ain't got no job, so I mean, that's cool. But I'm sure looking back, you know, if he had uh, his choice, he would prefer people looked at him for, you know, for his inspiration. You know what I mean, and the fact and the messages that he gave from a spiritual standpoint. So definitely, um, you know, definitely laugh. You know, watch reruns, Martin. Remember him, you know, from making us all laugh growing up. But at the same time, understand that what he was most passionate about was his relationship with Jesus Christ and helping people. Um, you know, ministering to people. I mean, so it's funny. I didn't even know a lot of this stuff. I mean, I knew he was a Christian, but I didn't know, you know, to the extent that he did a lot of these. Uh, you know, these speeches and this outreach and so many different, you know, speaking to the kids and, go, you know, doing, going to different churches and different things. And so just a lot of different positive things that he was a part of. So rest in peace to Tommy Ford. Um, also uh, pray for the people out there in Haiti, you know, or really everywhere, you know, that's, that was affected by this, you know, this crazy storm, a few storms, in fact, over the last few uh, weeks and months. Um, but definitely, uh you know, hundreds of people were killed over in Haiti. They're still, you know, putting the pieces back together. And it's just, you know, another example of, 
you know, again, the, you know, the media bias, media manipulation, media suppression, you know, you know, selective media reporting, um, you know, I mean, this is a, a major catastrophe. You understand? I mean, we're about hundreds of people killed. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, you've seen certain things, but I watch the news. You know, I wake up and I watch the news in the mornings. You know, I wake up, I may turn to CNN, I may watch my local news today. I'm, you know, checking to see what's going on. You know, five o'clock news, six o'clock news. As I'm getting ready for bed, you know, I may turn on the eleven o'clock news. You know, I mean, there's there's been a serious lack of coverage surrounding. Uh, the victims and and the, and just the overall tragedy that's going on in Haiti. I mean, you know, and it's like, you know, if there's oil somewhere, if there's some natural resources somewhere that you know the United States can in some way profit off of, cool. You know, they, then they'll they'll definitely you know spend some time over there, to, you know, talking about it. But if there's no money being made. You know the media isn't caring, or it, 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 or not even if there's not money being made, but if there's not, a, well, first of all, it's all about money. But if it's if there is no money, and then but it in some way fits the agenda, you know, plays into the narrative that the media is trying to, you know, present to the masses, then then that's an exception. Then okay, yeah, let's spend some time over there. You know, they're not there's no benefit to showing dead Haitian kids. It's like, okay, what does that do? You see, that's why we're not seeing it on. I mean, the place is still in ruins. It's not over. You know what I'm saying? People are still dead. People are still putting their lives back together. There's still stuff to be done. But turn on the news, you got you got people talking about stuff from Donald. The lead story is, is Donald Trump. I've, I've never seen anything like this before. I've never seen an election like this. And not only have I never seen an election like this, I've never seen the media this biased and it's amazing. You know, it's never been this bad. You've never it's never been this non objective. Now it was always a time when you could turn on the news, you know what I'm saying? And and you know, it was just that was the news. That was just what it was. I mean obviously it was still gonna have that slant, but it was now it was just this is what it is. Now it's you might as well be watching Access Hollywood or something or extra you know, at, at, you know, during the, the time that the nightly news is supposed to be on, you know, and it's crazy. So I just want people to be aware of this stuff, and it's crazy because, like, a lot of times people hear me and they see me and they mistake my disdain and, and, and almost hatred for the mainstream media with, and they mistake that for for support, you know, admiration for Trump. And I'm like, yo, I told you guys before, this is what I do. The media is what I do. You know, I went to school for this. And so to see this level of bias, it, it, I have to speak out on it. I don't care if, you know, Bobo the Clown was, was running for I mean, if I saw this, I don't, Donald Trump, you know, whoever, I'm going to speak out against it because this is not right. You know what I mean? This is something I take seriously. I, you know, I spent thousands of dollars to go to college. You know, so if that's what, what I did, I want to, you know, I, I, and this is what I learned about. That was my focus, broadcast journalism. You know, I got to speak out against this this perversion, you know, uh, that the media has become. So, but yeah, definitely uh, pray for the family of Tommy. Pray for the the uh, victims over in Haiti. I wanted to, um, and I'm not going to be on here long today, but I wanted to uh, also, like I said, talk about Birth of a Nation. 
before before we get into some locker room talk. I want to talk about uh, birth of a nation, and I you know I made a prediction as I usually do, you know when when these types of films come out, just like I did with Red Tails, just like I did with you know Malcolm X and um, you know Muhammad Ali's story, and just you know so many other films that should have been much bigger than what they were. You know, I, and I was just my last live show. If you go back and listen to it, I told you guys, I told you specifically that it was not going to be a commercial success. I told you that, you know, the, you know, a few days ago. I told you that the black community was not going to support. I told you that Medea was going to make more money, a lot more money. Now, that hasn't come out yet, but, you know, it's going to make more money. You know what I'm saying? I told you that. And I told you, you know, it, it's, it's like I'm sounding like a broken record, you know, but it is what it is. And the reality is we have a film that was produced by, produced, written, starred in, you know, directed by, I believe he directed it, you know, Nate Parker. And it and it's just like, you know, $7 million opening weekend? Like, that's, that's I mean, you, when you look at, and, and now it was, granted, it was in t- over 2,000 theaters. You know what I'm saying? When you, I could see if it did $7 million off of, like, 700 theaters or 1,000 theaters, but if you're in, you know, 2,000 theaters, you know, you're supposed to be at least be at, you know, at least 10 million, 15 million, you know, 17 million. That would have been considered a a good opening for for the, you know, for everything that was going on as well as, you know what I'm saying, the number of theaters. But, you know, 7 million is not, I feel like we should be as a community we should be embarrassed by that. I was embarrassed by that. You, you feel what I'm saying? It's just like if if we are a community, see, the problem with it is, is this. The reality is most people, the reality, they don't even know who Nat, uh, Nat Turner is or was. They don't even know. You know what I mean? Which, at some point, we have to really start looking at the problem because that's really what it is. I mean, if you look at it straight out of comedy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got Ice Cube, Easy, Dr. J. It's like, okay. Young black people know who these people are. You feel what I'm saying? So it's not. I was not surprised when you have a film telling the life of NWA niggas with attitudes, you know, and that film goes on to do grows over a hundred million dollars. And I, I actually, to be honest, with you, I have no problem with that. I check out my three hour special I did discussing the film. You know, similar to how I'm talking about this this uh, film, I talked about that film. Very classic show. You know, but at the same time, if if we will come out, birth of uh, excuse me, uh, straight out of Compton, you know, we'll go see the barber shops. People are already lined up to go see the new Tupac movie. You know, that's in production. That I'll probably do you know similar numbers to you know what Straight Outta Compton did. So you're telling me that Tupac is going to be more popular and, and more supported by the black community, you know, than Nat Turner? You know, the story about our history and, you know, someone who, and not just our history, because, you know, it's funny to hear ignorant individuals. There's a lot of ignorant people talking about, well, it's just another slave movie. And those are, and be clear, anyone who says that, anyone who you hear that from is ignorant. They are, they are the epitome of ignorant. A slave movie. It's this, the Birth of a Nation was not and is not, quote unquote, just 
another slave movie. Birth of a Nation is is a film about it, it's a film about empowerment. It's a film because if you look at a lot of these movies, they are they are just slave movies. Which is not to say that a slave movie is even bad because it was real and it tells in, uh, in many cases an accurate story. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I can understand why, there, because there's been an abundance lately of those types of movies. People are saying, oh, well, I'm tired of it. But this is not that. And I'm saying, there. what was the last, quote-unquote, slave movie where you saw the main character actually rise up? You know what I'm saying? And not just rise up, but say, you know what? I'm tired of being beaten. I'm tired of my loved ones being raped. I'm tired of being oppressed. So I'm going to fight. You know what I'm saying? And, if I, and because I'm going to fight, I'm probably going to die. But guess what? That's okay. I'm going to take some of y'all with me. You know, not only that, I mean, and so that's a story of empowerment. I'm going to fight back. You know what I'm saying? And, and when you have, you know, movies like that or a movie like that, that is different. There's never been a movie like that before. There's never been a story of Nat Turner. There's never been a story of, forget Nat Turner, just a story of, slaves revolting, you know what I'm saying, and having that level of success, you know, with their situation. You know, we've never seen that on the big screen. And aside from that, aside from just a film being done and being historic just in, in, its, in the concept in which it, I mean, it's not even a concept because that's what happened. This is a true story. Now, granted, there's some historical inaccuracies, uh, but, you know, it's the story of Nat Turner, which is a true story. As, you know, we have to do better at acknowledging the fact that, one, yes, it need, it's a story that needs to be told and, and supported, but it's a good movie. You know, like, it's actually a great movie. You know, and I've seen a lot of movies. You guys know I've talked about a lot of movies. I've seen a lot of movies. I watch movies all the time. This is a great movie. It's a, a great acted movie. It's a great product, produced movie. Um, you know, it's, I mean, you got Gabrielle Union in it, Nate Parker. I mean, so many, you know, it's a lot of really great actors in this movie. The story is entertaining. It flows like, the, you know, it's a, it's a very, I mean, it's a little bit graphic, but it has everything in it that you want to see. And it's just like, yo, you know, we didn't support it. Now, so aside from that, and this is one of the things I said on Facebook, let me tell you this, I said, it was terrible to see so many African-Americans killed by white people in Birth of a Nation, but it's even worse to see so many African-Americans killed by each other every day on the news. I said Nat Turner, Malcolm X, Megar Evers, Martin Luther King, uh, and so many others didn't die for us to be divided and slaughtered like animals. Now, one of the things that I found interesting about that, you know, one of the reasons I said that, was because, you know, you look at everything that's going on around. You look at Black Lives Matter, you know. You look at, and, you know, and, he, and I know a lot of the organizers of uh, Black Lives Matter, some of the people on the, at, at the ground floor of Black Lives Matter. So I know, forget what the media has made it out to be, but I know what it was intended to be. And it was really intended to, to mobilize people and empower people. You know, and to not just about black on black violence, you know, or, or excuse me, white on black violence, but just violence in general. You know, and so the irony is that their whole thing was that lives do matter. You know what I'm saying? And it's just we need to stop the violence. That's what it was intended to be. The media has made it into something totally different. It's black versus white, 
you know, all lives matter versus black lives matter, blue lives matter. It's like a confrontational thing that the media has taken a run with. But my thing is, like, if you have this movie that actually epitomizes everything everyone is talking about, I mean, you've got people going out and rioting and, and, and protesting and marching and doing all of these things. But you, you'll protest, but you won't protest with your $20 to go buy a ticket? I mean, help me understand how that makes sense. Like, you actually have an opportunity. It's one of the other things I said online. I said that the black community complains and complains and complains and complains and complains about wanting change on a national level. We just had a march on Washington recently, you know, uh, the anniversary of the uh, Million Man March. We just marched down to Washington. We want change, not just change, but in Washington on a national level, okay? But I said, but when given the opportunity to actually change the way that people view, excuse me, the way that important movies that tell our history are made and are perceived by the world, we ignored Birth of a Nation, making it a box office failure. I said that we should all be angry and embarrassed that a movie telling the life of Matt Turner wasn't supported. And, and it's just like that level. I talk a lot about the hypocrisy. You know, you can listen to some of my specials on the, uh, Black Lives Matter. I did a special specifically on Black Lives Matter. did a special specifically on uh, Alton Sterling and Philando Castile. You know, the special on Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. You know, Tamir Rice. All these specials I've done, I've talked about, you know, this stuff. And so we talk and we talk and we talk, and it's like now we have an opportunity to rally behind a film that actually epitomizes everything that we've been talking about and marching for and protesting for, and, and, and we don't support it. And I haven't heard any quantifiable, justifiable rationalization for, for not supporting it. I haven't heard anyone really saying, like, well, yeah, we talk all this crap about Black Lives Matter, but this is what this is the reason why community collectively didn't support this film, which which epitomizes everything that we're striving for. You know, black people being oppressed by white people, but saying, you know what, our lives do matter, and you're not going to oppress me anymore. And because you choose, you've chosen to oppress me, I'm going to fight back. Is isn't that? You know what Black Lives Matter really is? That's it. That's it in a nutshell. And there's no reason or justification why that is not why that was not supported. You know, and I feel like we we have to stop the hypocrisy. The people that look at us and see this stuff, they they everything I'm saying is being heard and talked about amongst white people. I'm not the only person saying this stuff. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? They're looking, they're, saying, they're thinking all this stuff. They're talking about it in their private room. They they see the hypocrisy. So it's ridiculous to try to think that anyone is going to take us seriously, obviously not taking ourselves seriously. You know what I mean? I mean, like, imagine imagine a film about the Holocaust coming out, like Schindler's List back in the day. You know, you know, what, I mean? You know what I mean? Jews... Went out and saw that that movie. It won Oscars. It made a lot of money at the box office. You know, you had, you know, Passion of the Christ come out. You know, Mel Gibson. 
know how much money that movie made? Because everyone went out, specifically Christians, you know, went out to see this film, to support this film. They wanted to see what was going on. But when we have some, in fact, to be honest with you, there's not even a lot of these Asian movies. A lot of these Asian movies come out. They, they, they flock to the film, to the theaters to see these films. People, and we're the only race that does not support our own. It is absolutely amazing. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, and I'm not saying anything that's untrue. Trust and believe that. We're the only race that does not support something specifically done for us. Okay. But, yeah, like I said, we complain and complain and complain. Now, I saw a video, you know, and that's because, see, you, now this is the, what I have heard a lot of. I saw a video with uh, Roland Martin talking about uh, talking about it from a more of a financial standpoint. I don't talk about it from a financial standpoint, but for me, it's not about the money. You know, and I get it. I understand the media. I just, you know, I talk probably more than anyone about media bias and media propaganda. So I understand you know, the, what Roland Martin was talking about. I posted the video of him speaking uh, when he was talking about the media's agenda of projecting this and even prematurely um, projecting this as a box office failure, which, is, which may or may not necessarily be the case. You feel what I'm saying? But, like, that's not – I don't care if this film does go on to make more money, and it probably will over the course of time – you know, DVDs and things like that. That remains to be seen. But it's just like, if Medea can make $40 million opening weekend, you see what I'm saying? If Straight Outta Compton can make $40 million opening weekend, I don't care how much the film costs to get made. I don't care what those numbers are, are like. I don't want to have to try to rationalize, okay, well, it costs this much and this and that, and it could do this, and that would make it a, you know, a somewhat of a success. But you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to do that. I wanted to I wanted to be obvious that it was a box office success. Okay, that's what I would like. And so but, but 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 you know, that being said, we can still talk about it from that perspective. The film from my understanding, the film cost approximately ten million dollars to make. You know, seven to ten million dollars and I this is was what I listened to his interview on uh the Breakfast Club and he he borrowed he borrowed a lot of money, a lot of the money he was that he was asking for he didn't get. A lot of athletes, a lot of celebrities he didn't get because a lot of people were looking like okay well how can I get this money back? Which is a whole problem in and of itself. You know what I'm saying? Everyone wants to you know we got multi millionaires Tyler Perry, you know close to worth to, close to a billion dollars. You know what I'm saying? And and I remember hearing Nate Parker say like hey yeah I asked Tyler Perry for money. And, and he didn't give me any money. I'm like, come on. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying you know you support what you want to support. I'm not trying to be in, in somebody else's pockets, but I'm just curious. I'd love to hear you know some type of rationalization or reasoning. You know, I mean, you. I don't care if it was ten thousand. I hear. Let me get. I see what you're trying to do. Here's ten thousand dollars. Here's a hundred thousand dollars. Here's fifty thousand. You know, whatever. Here's a hundred bucks. I want to help you get this film made. I remember back in the day. Uh, watching Spike Lee discuss Malcolm X, and he was in a similar predicament. He ran out of money, you know, to make Malcolm X. And, I mean, he had a certain budget or whatever, but he still needed, I think, like another $20 million, another 10 million, or whatever it was, and he started going around. I know Michael Jordan gave him money. I think Oprah gave him some money, and some other people gave him money, and he was able to get the film made and make it one of the best movies of all time. 
You know what I'm saying? And it's just like here we have, you know, something, in my opinion, a film just as important. You know, Malcolm X, I mean, you got, in that turn, I mean, this is to me just as, if not more, a more important film, you know, because it's never been done before, you know, on a, on that level. And I'm just happy the film is made and, you know, and it's available. Like whether people, you know, it's just available to be seen. You know, I'm just glad that that way it's just out there because, like I said, there's never been anything like this. One of my favorite movies. But, you know, so, so I don't know if people understand, though. So it cost about $10 million to make. He got the film made, premiered at the film festival, and then Fox went in. They were so impressed by it, and they saw dollar signs. The funny thing is they I don't know what they saw. They I guess they thought that, yeah, you know, people were supported in a different way, but they felt like they could make more money off it. So they actually paid Nate Parker something like $17, $18 million you know, for for the right, the distribution rights to it and the marketing rights to it, you know. And so if you, you know, I probably would have did that. It makes sense. You think you're going to at least get your money back, you know what I'm saying? But so from that perspective, that's what the media wants to look at. It's like, well, okay, Fox paid, you know, over $20 million for it in total marketing and, you know, the whole thing, but you gave Danae Parker. So from that perspective, it only made sense and you put out all this money. But if you look at Nate Parker, I'm pretty sure Nate Parker isn't sitting at home, you know, crying, talking about this is a box office failure, you know, or is a failure because he 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 came up, he got his money back plus some, and he was saying that he he didn't have money. I remember uh, listening to him on, on the radio, he was saying, you know, he only had about a hundred thousand dollars, you know, he only he took a hundred thousand of his money and he got the other money from other places, all the money he had. So he basically went broke and invested everything he had, and now he, you know, he is, is sitting on several million dollars now as a result of this. So I'm happy for him because, you know, all you hear from him is praising God, praising Jesus Christ, you know, looking at this whole thing as a blessing. And I would encourage everybody to listen. I might have to get him on this show. You know what I'm saying? But you, you listen to some of his interviews. Any interview he does, he's praising Jesus Christ about how much he's blessed. I'm just like, wow, that's excellent. You know, that's excellent. So, and that's really all I wanted to talk about as far as Birth of a Nation goes. I mean, definitely go see it if you haven't already. It's not, Obviously, it's not too late. It's still in theaters. It's a great movie. It's an excellent movie. I can't think of it. I mean, you, I'm just being honest with you. You put that film up against any film, you know, in that genre, and it's, you know, it's right there, if not better, in my opinion. You know, excellent film. So, but yeah, man. Um, you know, it's funny. You know, I think about also too. A few years ago, I talked about this on the show. Several years ago, I remember it was maybe seven years ago, maybe five. This one of the first times, or very early in this show's uh, history. Um, I don't know if you guys remember Jamie Fox did a a a special on NBC a primetime special, music special on NBC, where he just did, you know, he sang for like an hour, hour and a half or whatever. And it was at that time, you know, it was one of the first or one of the, you don't really see that too often. Like you don't see those types of performance-based specials on primetime. And you certainly don't see that type of stuff from, you know, from African-Americans in primetime on NBC. 
you might see some stuff on, on, on cable network or different things, but ABC, you know, NBC, CBS, you don't really see that. And I predicted at that time, I said, wow, this is pretty cool. And he killed it. You know, he sang all his songs, all his hits, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it was rated very lowly. You know what I'm saying? It was not, I mean, it was actually considered, it was one of the lowest rated, you know, uh, shows of, of, you know, of that, certainly of that night and, you know, probably that week. And so when's the last time you saw a primetime musical special by a black artist on NBC, ABC, or CBS? Who can name the last one? I'll wait. You know, you, you can't because there haven't been any. They haven't that was and I even I remember saying on that show, you're not going to have actually I predicted it was gonna be a, a quote unquote failure and there weren't gonna be any more after. I said that before it even aired. And I encouraged people to watch and people still didn't watch and you know what I'm saying? And it's just unfortunate that we as a people have have, have such a reluctancy, you know, to uh or not even reluctancy, a refusal to commercially support things that we should be supporting. I mean, we'll support, you know, buffoonery, coonery. You know, we'll we'll band together and bash Donald Trump. We'll support Obama, do all this stuff. But when it comes to actually supporting someone or something that actually has value, you know, we, for some reason, choose not to do it. I wanted to also talk today about, um, I was watching, you know, there's a lot going on in politics. You know, and it's interesting that when you look at, well, I'll say that I'll start off with this. You know, you look at uh, society, you look at the black church, you look at social media, and it's really interesting. Uh, I said this on, online. I said it's a sad state of society when Christians spend more time discussing the corrupt and evil political system than they do Jesus Christ. And I just want you guys to do a little bit of uh, an experiment. When you get some time, I mean, you know, it's nothing major, but just log on to Facebook, log on to Twitter, log on to Instagram, you know, and actually scroll through your, your news feed. You know, you'll see so much, there's so much stuff on, on about politics and the candidates and Donald Trump. And, and you, really don't, you don't see too much stuff about Hillary Clinton. You know, you may see a few things, but you see so much bashing of Donald Trump and so much just, negativity, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about Christians. I'm talking about people who actually are passionate about God and, you know what I'm saying, claim to be. But you don't really see posts about Jesus Christ. You you know, I I don't see posts about Jesus Christ, a lot of them. I don't see, you know, scriptures. I, I, I see very few inspirational messages. And I, and I have a lot of Facebook friends. I have a lot of followers, thousands, in fact. I'm just telling you, I mean, I don't see, I don't see this stuff. And, I, and, I, and it's not just that I don't see it. I look for it. I actively look for it, and I just don't see it. And, and what that tells us is that, you know, we're in that time period where people are, unfortunately, you know, more passionate about worldly things, the world and worldly things, you, you know, the election season. And I tell you guys all the time, it's, you know, we are seeing more and more people putting faith in the government. You know what I'm saying? When the faith should be put in, in God and Jesus. I mean, that's really you know. I mean, you know that's why people are so passionate, right? That's why because it's like this is it. This is all we have. You know what I'm saying? It's like yo, whoever 
can I just sit back and laugh at it? I, I really do. I'm like, wait a minute. Why do you care who's president? I mean, I mean and I'm not, not just saying that, but really, why do you care? Because to me, it really doesn't matter. The president, listen, guys, the presidency is, you know, presidents come and go. But the office of the presidency is the, is the same. The agenda is the same. What's required to be president is the same. You know, the presidency and the media, it, it kind of goes hand in hand. You know, so if, if you have someone who fits a particular agenda, you know, it, it's all, all this stuff is planned out. You know, it's all planned out. It's all planned out years and years in advance. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like what we see going on here, you know, is is already been constructed, you know, by the people who control this, this world, this country. Posted a video about Princess Diana. You know, and it was I'd never seen this video. It looks like it was a little bit older, but I've never seen the video. It was her giving an interview about, you know, just they asked her, you know, do you think you'll ever be queen? And she would just say, no, I don't. And, and what was interesting was that, you know, she she kind of foresaw the the breakdown in relationships. You know, she saw what was required to be on the inside and, and on the fast track and be accepted by, you know, in order to, you know, take that rise to power. You know what I mean? She saw what was required but she wasn't with it. And not only was she not with it, but she wanted to do, do the opposite, basically. And so, and she's, you know, she said that. And watch, like, you know, the video's on my page, watch it. But it's just like, wow. You know, next thing you know, she's dead. You know, next thing, Abraham Lincoln is dead. Next thing, Martin Luther King is dead. Malcolm X is dead. Robert Kennedy is dead. You see how this stuff works? And so, you know, I just wanted, I thought that was very, very interesting. And very, very telling, you know, about how how politics really works. I mean, you see people out here so hype and so excited. It's like, yo, you don't even know how politics work. You think politics is about who who goes to the who gets voted for at the polls. I'm like, nah, you listen. Politics is so much more than it's so much deeper and so much more sinister. So much more evil than that. It's back office deals and bargains and bribes and. You know, you scratch my back, I'll, you know, scratch yours. I mean, you know. Why, let me ask you guys a question. Anybody ever wonder why Hillary Clinton didn't run for president, you know, in, in uh, 2012? I mean, is there anyone ever really wondered that? It's just like, okay. You, you, I mean, like, kind of like Mitt Romney did. You know what I'm saying? He ran, he ran twice. You know, but it's just like, why, why didn't she run? You know, well, the reason, I mean, it's not like rock, it shouldn't be rocket science, but she didn't run because her and Obama made a made a plan. It's just like, all right, you know, you, you know, you, uh, all right, you lost. You know what I'm saying? I said all this. I, I, you, you disparaged me. You know, I bashed you. You know, I, you said I uncovered your corruption. You know what I'm saying? I, we had this huge battle. You accused me of being Muslim and, and a, you know what I'm saying? All this other stuff. But I forgive you. Not only do I forgive you, but I'm going to make you this secretary. I'm going to give you this cabinet position, secretary of state, in exchange for you not running against me in 2012, and we'll hand you the presidency in in 16. 
I mean, you guys know that, right? I mean, why waste your whole time? She could have already been president, or she could have at least ran for president. Why do you think there was no one that, that ran against Obama in 2012 on the Democratic side? I mean, think about why. Why do you think that is? Nobody could have, nobody could have won, nobody could have ran? Not because it was already decided. There's already a natural succession. Now, you know, and the next time around, we'll start maybe start seeing different people, you know, popping up. But it was already decided how things were going to go. So, so it's just, I guess, my, it's just really, I mean, I guess I say all that to say, it's very sad that people un- see this stuff. They see the corruption. They see the media bias. But then they still bank the farm. You know what I'm saying? On it. You know what I'm saying? It's like wow. You know what I'm saying? Still, I got to go vote. And they get so excited about it. And it's just like, I don't care if you vote or you don't vote, but don't act like your vote. It's like life change. Oh, my gosh. If I don't vote, it's the end of the world. Or, you know what I'm saying? If if Donald Trump gets in office or Hillary Clinton gets in office, I'm saying, oh, my goodness. Like, (laughs) you know, it is what it is, guys. You know what I mean? Like, you survived when Bush was in office. You know, you sur- you'll you survive when Clinton is in office. You'll survive probably the next time around when there's a Republican in office. And this is something else I want you all to do. I haven't done this yet, but I want to. It's interesting. And this is how you know how fake not only the election is, but how fake people are, right? Now, watch, this. watch how fake it is. I'm going to tell you how. Watch how fake people are. Because everybody is saying, well, this is what everybody's saying. I've met very few people who actually like Hillary Clinton. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I don't like Hillary Clinton, but I really don't like Donald Trump, so I'm going to vote for the lesser of two evils. It sounds so stupid. That sounds so stupid. I'm going to – I acknowledge you as evil. I acknowledge this other person as evil, but you are the lesser of two evils, so I'm going to vote for this evil. How do you think God feels about that? I mean, would God encourage anyone voting for evil, supporting evil, endorsing evil? I doubt it. Newsflash, guys, you don't have to vote for evil. You don't have to vote, and you don't have to vote for either one of them. Guys, you can write in candidates. I mean, I'm just, you, like, you know that, right? And you notice that you don't hear the media even talking about that. They make it seem like there's these only these two uh, – forget the independents. I'm not even talking about the fact that you can vote independently. You know what I'm saying? Jill Stein. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that in most states, you can actually write in whoever you want to. You know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, you know you can do I I voted for Jesus Christ in 2012. I took a picture of it, and I posted it on Facebook that Jesus Christ had my vote. I may or may not do that this year. I haven't really decided how I want to do it this year, but I can promise you I'm not voting, you know, for Hillary Clinton. That's 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 for sure. I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do. Can tell you there's, there will be a cold day in hell before I vote for Hillary Clinton. All right, but but so so that's what we have to look at. You know what I'm saying? My question that I wanted y'all to do a little experiment is is ask people because you hear people saying like I don't like Hillary Clinton. So what you do is you say, well, hmm, you really don't like Hillary Clinton, but you hate Donald Trump. Okay, so take Donald Trump off the ticket. Let's say Donald Trump was replaced. Let's say there's something, a scandal came up, and they replaced Trump with Mike Pence, 
who I actually was very impressed with at the uh, at the debate, uh, the VP debate that most black people didn't watch. But that's you know what I'm saying that's just you know being real. Let's say he was replaced, then which would, and people they're they're telling you straight up I don't like Hillary Clinton. But what issues do people have with Mike Pence? You know what I'm saying is he or is he a racist too, or are all Republicans racist? You know what I'm saying? Ask just see what people say. Like, hey, look, if Mike Pence was running against Hillary Clinton, or let's say it was Mitt Romney, you know, but let's just say, make, keep it simple and say Mike Pence. Hey, would you would you still vote for Hillary Clinton if Mike Pence was? Because you already said you don't like Hillary Clinton, and the only reason you're voting for Clinton is because she's running against Trump. So if you take Trump off the ticket and you replace uh, her with someone who appears to be, you know, a, a nice guy, you know. Uh, you know, Christian man about faith. That's what I mean. You know, just based on what we see, would you support Mike Pence over Hillary Clinton? The craziest thing about it is you're going to see a lot of awkward faces. You're going to see a lot of stuttering. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're going to hear. You're just going to hear a lot of non-committal answers, a lot of changing of the subject, because it would really require people to to really think, instead of being 100% led by the media. That's what, you know, and people don't like to think. You know, people have become accustomed to not thinking. It's Donald Trump's a racist. Okay, so, you know, that's just what it is. That's what the media says. So, oh, now, not only is he a, a racist, he's now a rapist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's like, come on, man. And I mean, and it's like amazing. It's amazing. Do Do people not see the timing of this stuff? I mean, look how long, I mean, I've always known about Donald Trump. Going back to being a child, I've always known of Donald Trump. You know, I mean, like where, just like Nate Parker, Birth of a Nation comes out. Oh, you know, he, he was accused of rape back in the day. Well, nobody brought that up during the great debaters. Nobody brought that up when uh, when, when uh, Lights came out. I did a classic special on, on the Lights. How come no one wanted to talk about his rape back then? How come nobody wanted to talk about Donald Trump and, and this stuff from The Apprentice and, and Days of Our Lives and, you know, Billy Bush, you know, when The Apprentice was like, why now? Oh, I know, because the election is next month. That's why. Oh. It's like, come on, people, don't be stupid. Don't be idiots. You know what I mean? Don't be sheep following what they want you to follow. It's like, oh, okay, you know, a month or a couple of weeks before the election, there's this new, there's going to be a new scan. Oh, so let's just jump on the bandwagon. You know what I'm saying? And, oh, yeah, that's, it must be that. Don't be stupid. Look at the timing of it. Why do you think they're doing this? Why do you think they didn't do it last year or two years ago? Don't be idiots. That's really what I want to say to people. Like, don't be stupid. You don't see, see the agenda at work here? And people, they swear it's the truth, too. Oh, yeah, no, I heard this. This story just came out on NBC or CNN, and they're saying that, so-and-so uncovered it. They gave this woman a microphone. Oh, yeah, he touched me. He he had arms like an octopus. Like, come on, man. Like, come on. Seriously. Shoot, I had hands like an octop- octopus back in the day, too. You know what I mean? I tell you, but I tell you guys these stories. Like, come on. You're, some of your husbands had hands and arms like octopuses. Octopuses or oct- octopi? What's the plural? Of octopuses. <laughs> Guess we we'll have to look that up. You know, so it's it's crazy, man. I, I talked about the debate on on uh, online, the uh, 
the most recent debate, round two. Round three is uh, is this coming week. You know, I said of all the important issues plaguing this country and plaguing the world as a whole, they're really going to talk about Donald Trump's comments from 10 years ago all night. I said that the American people deserve better than this foolishness, you know, which is true. I don't know if people watch the uh, watch the debate, but you know, it, it's amazing. It's amazing that that these emails, you know, not see initially, and and, and this would this should have been enough. The fact that she had all these emails, you know, what I'm saying, you know, government emails on a private server, that in and of itself should be enough to disqualify. That's what people are saying. That that and that alone should have been enough, but because she's owned the media, you know, and they have her back, that's what they're doing. That's not enough. But any other person, any other situation, she would have been done. That's not okay to do. But aside from that, she had these government email, emails on a private server, okay? She deleted them, hid them, you know what I'm saying, and then lied about them, and is still lying about them to this day. She just, I don't know if you guys have been watching the news, now they're saying that she, She's she's been asked about them and questioned about them. She can, now she's just saying, "I don't recall. I don't recall. I don't recall." Like what? Like you, you know, watch her on the scene, and like that's like one of the stories. It's not a big story, but it's a story. I just happened to see it. I'm surprised they even said that. But now they're saying, "Oh, they're actually asking asked her like this week." Like yeah, so they're asking her specific questions about these emails, and because she doesn't want another scandal, she doesn't want anything to be on record. She just keeps saying, "I don't recall." I don't recall. You do recall. Like, stop lying. You know, you do recall. Don't say you don't recall. Anyone who, listen, anybody who says they don't recall something, they're lying. You guys know that, right? Go ask your boyfriend, hey, where were you uh, last week? Or who's this chick? Oh, I don't recall. You see how well that works out for him. You know what I'm saying? But when Hillary says, I don't recall, you know, everybody, oh, okay, that's cool. She doesn't recall. You know what I'm saying? And I, I said that, uh, I said, so when on the, at the debate, I said that Hillary had no response whatsoever for deleting and lying about these emails. Uh, I said that Donald Trump is an ass. I said, but Hillary Clinton is a criminal. I said, so, hey, look, have fun voting on election day. I might just go on vacation for that week. You know, I mean, you guys, I mean, so aside from the emails, aside from the fact that these emails existed, they were deleted, but now, guys, they've been discovered. The Wiki, WikiLeaks has discovered the actual emails, many of them, and they're releasing the contents of them. But remember, but because and this is this is all these are all these are facts. These the, the it's not about the fact that the emails were there. That's what it was at first. But now you got to really look at yo. Well, what were you saying? You know what I mean? Like you, what, what was in these emails, these thirty thousand emails or however many that you deleted? Like, why? What was in them that you felt the need to delete them and hide them and lie about them? Well, now we're finding that information out. You know, and you really have to look for this information because you know the media is hiding it. But there's racist stuff in there. There's corruption talk in there. There's all types of stuff. And it's like amazing that people don't even care. That's why the, her campaign guy was even like, yo, I could I could grab the chick's ass, you know, smack her on the ass or whatever twice, and I still wouldn't get fired. It's like the Clintons are, are, are untouchable. 
I'm, you know, I've seen videos about the Clinton Foundation. You know, I mean, how are you? Come on, guys. How do you? How are you? The Secretary of State, where your job is specifically to travel around the world, you know, as a diplomat for this, for this country, actively managing your worldwide, your global, you know, nonprofit organization. And I don't, and I really have a problem seeing, you know, how that is not, you know, a, a conflict of interest where a lot of these countries that you're visiting, you know, are actively giving money to your foundation. But, and you know, it, it goes deeper than that. I don't want to get too deep into the, the corruption of the Clinton Foundation, but it's like, come on, guys. It's, it's, all, it's so ridiculous. that It's like amazing that, that the media isn't even talking about this. And just the level that it's been suppressed, you know. One of the things I want to talk about, I want to have some locker room talk and then get up out of here. But it's, I said that I said online that it's uh, it's amazing that you know hearing so many people saying Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton are both quote unquote unfit to be president. I said that as if being president of the United States is some great honor. And I said that the reality is that the office of the president has be, has been bought and paid for by billionaires, and the United States government is one of you know, it has been and, and continues to be one of the most racist, classist, and corrupt establishments in the entire world. I said so. Maybe a sleazeball like Donald Trump, you know, or a criminal like Hillary Clinton, are perfect, perfectly fit to be president of the United States. You know, and it's it's amazing. It's it's one thing for white people, you know, white folk to, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, like you you should be standing during the national anthem. Our flag means, you know, so much. You know, you know, I'm just looking like, like, what the heck are y'all talking about? I remember back in the day, and I I didn't really understand it then, but oh, do I understand it now? We weren't, if I remember correctly, like, and it, it was a while ago. But in elementary school, you know, I went to public school, and they, you know, you, you stood to uh, to say the the, uh, the pledge of allegiance. And I remember my parents, you know, telling me, specifically my father, telling me like, you know, don't. He's like, if you have to stand, stand, but don't, you know, say it and don't put your hand over your heart. You know, I remember being taught that as a child, and I didn't really understand, like, well, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, if everybody else don't, why? Why? You know. And feel, I remember, I don't, it's kind of hazy because like I said, I was a very young child, but I remember f- the feelings of being uncomfortable. I remember that conflict, the, the, the conflict that from being at home, you know what I'm saying, and being in the school in that moment of, you know what I'm saying, do I say it, do I not say it, do I put my hand over my heart, do I not? I remember that feeling, and, and now I understand it so clearly now. I understand why my parents who are very much so aware of our history and our roots and you know why why we were taught not to do that. People who really understand, you know, understand that this country is evil. This government is evil. You, you understand that? And it's like to hear people talk, and it's cool, like, you know, I mean, fine, you don't have to talk about it every day. You don't have to let that, that fact run your life. But when you talk, just because we have a black president, oh, my gosh, this person is running for president, and they speak with such, like, oh, my gosh, it's the presidency. 
that's such a great position. Or, oh, I get to go to the White House. Ooh, I can't, oh, I, I may even get to, I'm going on a tour of the White House. And I said, that's like, okay, and? Like, what, who, like, what, no, no disrespect, but it's just like, who cares? Like, what does that mean to me? You know what I'm saying? What, why, why does that mean that to you? What's so great about the presidency of the United States? This is one of the most corrupt offices, the decisions they make, the, the, you know what I'm saying, the decisions, you know, the agenda, you know, the United States bombing other countries specifically for financial gain, overthrowing rulers specifically for financial gain and power and territory, you know, drone strikes killing innocent children, you know what I'm saying, women and children. You know, say, oh, you know, oh, it's just because, you know, whatever, we thought there were terrorists there. Barack Obama has authorized the, the drone strikes k- killing more innocent women and children than any president in the history of this uh, of this country. What's, why are you bombing so many people? Why are so many innocent ki- kids and children, you know, and, and women being killed? You know what I'm saying? For what? You know what I mean? Why? You know what I mean? Why so much? You know what can be done to to minimize the the casualties casualties and specifically innocent you know women and children. Why? And, and it's like my thing is it's like all right. Why I know what it is, but why are black people not speaking up and like yo? Why are we not putting pressure on on him? Why is the media not talking about this? You know, why is that okay? Why is that allowed? Why can you continue to kill people? You know, I mean, it's because it's a different country. If, if people are, we, we riot and we protest when, when black people are killed. But when other races are killed, other nationalities are killed, innocent people, far more international innocent women and children have been killed than, you know, here in this country. We talk about the Black Lives Matter and different things. I mean, there are tons more, uh, you know, people killed abroad via drone strikes from the government than there have been Mike Browns or Trayvon Martin. Not to, you know what I'm saying? Not to compare, but it's just like people are dying. People are people. Why is there not being more pressure put on our government and specifically this uh, administration? So that's my political talk, you know, for today. I want to get into some some locker room talk. You know, I want to get into some some talk about Donald Trump. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, let's talk about if you you know, maybe you've been living under a rock and you haven't been, you know, haven't followed the situation between uh Billy Bush and Donald Trump. But this is what we have. You know, you, and I heard I've listened to it many times. You know, you had this this basically talk between two people, and you know he was basically making an appearance on Days of Our Lives, including about was it Nancy Nancy uh, Odell, I believe her name is from the uh, from Entertainment Tonight or whatever, and he was just saying he took a shot, he tried to smash, she was married, she shot him down, whatever. I mean, and I'm not again, I'm not justifying this conversation at all. And then he went on to say he was like, yeah, man, he was like, let me pop some Tic Tacs in case I just start kissing on her. He's like, yeah, man, it's crazy. You know, once you, uh, you know, once you're a star, when, when you're a celebrity, 
hate you. So, you know, they let you do whatever you want. And Billy Bush co-signed it because he knows what it is. He knows what he was like, yeah, man. He's like, any, anything you want. He's like, yeah, man. He's grabbed by the, grabbed by the pussy. You know what I'm saying? That's just, that's just what it, that's what it was. I mean, and they let you do anything they want. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to speak a little bit about the fact that that is actually true. You understand? And we we can, and I don't like, see, I'm not running for president. I don't, I don't care. I don't subscribe to all this other stuff. I don't care if people get mad. You guys know me. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like I keep it real. (laughs) I keep it a hundred percent. I'm not going to sugarcoat this stuff. And the reality is, there are a lot of freaks out here. There are a lot of hoes out here. There are a lot of women willing to cheat on their husbands out here. Okay? And the reality is there's a lot of truth that when you are a celebrity, when you are an author, when you are a basketball player, a football player, when you are in a fraternity, you know, you walk into a room and all eyes are on you. You know, they line up just to shake your hand, just to touch you, just to feel on you, just to flirt with you. And you can say, hey, what's up, on and popping, just like that, just like that. Every times where I lit, I mean, I'm speaking for myself right now. I won't incriminate myself or anybody else, but there have been times where I was in a situation where literally within five minutes being in that place, you know what I'm saying? The young woman was butt naked. Didn't know me, didn't know, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know her, but literally just off the strength of the situation at the time, I'll say that. Five minutes, she was butt naked. You understand that? And so you telling me that that same thing can't happen. And this, that's what happened to me. You feel what I'm saying? So imagine the t- what, what a Donald Trump deals with. Imagine what Trey Songs is dealing with. Imagine what Drake is dealing with. I told this story before, back in the day, my homie went that went to uh, a school down south, and Trey Songs was there. And this was the funny. This was back in the day. This wasn't even no. Excuse me. Excuse me. Was it? Uh, no. Excuse me. One twelve. Wasn't Trey Songs? Although I had have a similar story about Trey Songs, my young woman uh, that I know. But uh, it was one twelve, and and the tour buses they had a concert. It was homecoming, and and they were like there was a, a tour bus. And, and you know, parked in the parking lot or whatever, and there was a line. They were like, "Look, y'all can come in, y'all can meet Trey Song, y'all can hang out for a little bit." And, but the bouncer, the, the guard, was telling people, "Like, yo, don't come on the bus if you're not trying to take your clothes off." They told the women there that up front from the door before they even got on the bus. You understand that? To be again, don't come on the bus unless you're trying to take your clothes off. And so what I'm saying is, and I want people to be very clear about what I'm saying, the narrative that the media has been projecting forth was the fact was that this, this is in some way, shape, or form rape, that Donald Trump was assaulting these women. It's like, oh, you should just walk up to random women and grab their, their, their genitals, you know what I'm saying, their private areas. That was false. What I'm telling you, is true, is, was the true nature of that conversation. He's saying, look, when you have a certain level of fame, stardom, popularity, whatever, these women will allow you to do whatever you want. All you got to do is grab them. 
can I tell y'all a story that I've never told on this show before, just to kind of illustrate the realness of what I'm trying to, you know, and you know, people may be, may even look at me differently, but I feel like I, I feel so compelled to be honest with people about how and real with people. Because people don't understand how, how crazy it gets out here. You don't hear realness out here. You don't hear people being honest about their past and their story. But there was a situation that I was in, you know what I'm saying? And a young woman was a freak. She was, a, she was you know, there's no rape involved. She was absolutely a freak. And, you know, it was a situation where she was going to let some some guys run a train. And I just happened to be there. You know what I'm saying? I just happened to be there. And I saw this. I don't want to incriminate anybody. I'm not don't want to snitch on anybody. You know what I'm saying? But I just happened to be there. And the, and the chick was a freak. She was kissing on the one dude. And, and another dude was like, yo, yo, just grab her, man. Just grab her. Grab, he was like, yo, grab her tits, man. Grab her tits. Grab, just grab her ass. Go ahead, man. He's like mouthing it. Like, yo, just, just, yo, just grab her. She wants you to. You know what I'm saying? He was, but he was scared. He didn't want to feel like, you know, he, he thought, you know, it was just a thing between those two or whatever. I'm like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is crazy. So the guy is just telling this guy, pleading for him, yo, join in. Just grab her. She'll let you. That was already decided prior. It was already understood that a train was going down. That was already, that wasn't even a question. The whole reason she was there is because it had already been set up, the fact that, she, that you know, a train was going to be ran. <laughs> I'm just being real with y'all. You feel what I'm saying? And so, you know, my point is, if he's telling her, like, yo, just telling the dude, yo, just grab her, is that rape? Is that assault? No. The reality is all, all he had to do, catch my drift, is grab her by the, you know what I'm saying? What Donald Trump is talking about. Now, again, is that whole situation right? Is that, you know, of God? Is that, you know, what, what men should do and ideally the way a man should treat a woman? Of course not. Of course not. It's totally wrong. What Donald Trump said was totally wrong. What went on in that room was totally wrong. But was that rape? Was that assault? Absolutely not. You know, the reality is, I, I talk to, you know how many stories I could tell you? You know how many stories I could tell you about similar stories to what Donald Trump and Billy Bush were talking about that I've been a part of personally? Because I don't want to seem like I'm above this stuff. I've been a part of this stuff. I know this stuff firsthand. You understand that? Firsthand. And I've I've never raped anyone. Far from it. You understand that? But how many stories I could tell of women who literally wanted you to grab them you know what I'm saying, in between their legs, and would love it. You know, would you smack them on the ass, they turn around and smile at you. Boy, stop. Stop playing. Don't smack it if you ain't going to do nothing with it. You understand that? And people want to sit here and act all holier than thou, and all high and mighty, like, oh, my gosh, these women, if you, you, if you grab them in between their legs, you smack them on the ass. You know what I'm saying? They, they just... There's not a woman out here who would not love that. And any that's assault. Charges should be pressed against Donald Trump. It's like, come on, man. Let's stop the crap. Let's stop the crap. Let's stop the lies. Let's stop the foolishness. 
Like, we all don't know what really goes on out here, okay? I've told stories in the past about situations where uh, – I told one story in particular where about the sleepers game. <laughs> that was a crazy show you know, a few years ago. We, if you missed it, you just missed it. But the, the, the game, the sleepers, where if you got a question wrong, you had to answer four questions. If you got the question wrong, and you had to do a penalty. I've seen women, yo, oh, okay, is this the answer? No, that's a good answer, but that's wrong. So now what you got to do is you got to give my man head. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. Oh, fine. Oh, who wants to go first? You know what I'm saying? Like, this stuff goes on. People want to act indignant like there aren't hoes out here. Now, again, now, now, now granted, now, obviously all women are not hoes. All, you know what I'm saying? There are many women, obviously, you know, with morals and values and self-respect, self-esteem, dignity, that would never, ever put themselves in these situations. You know, but the reality is you don't really hear stories about those types of women being disrespected in most cases and, and assaulted in many cases because a lot of this, the situations that we're talking about with Trump are from freaks. Donald Trump wasn't talking about the respectable women. He was talking about the hoes out here who as soon as you, they see the dollar signs, you, you grab them by the pussy and it's like, oh, man, the pennies drop. I want people to hear from me that that stuff goes on every single day. And so it's a problem when it's Donald Trump, but okay when it's Chris Brown. It's okay when it's Drake. I've seen these rappers pull women up on stage all up in between their legs, smacking them on the ass, pulling, pulling boobs out. That's not assault. That's just them being freaks. I've been in the club myself. I'm dancing, backed up against the wall, hands up, doing the Dougie. You know what I'm saying? Women dance. I'm, I'm grabbing on the you know, on the chest. Chicks backing it up, pulling the boobs out on the dance floor. Chicks don't care. Yes, I, I could tell y'all tons of stories. So again, I'm not again. I'm not bragging. I'm not you know glorifying that type of behavior. But again, I want people to understand the reality of the situation. We often become so you know so desensitized to reality. You know, you go off and you, you move away into the suburbs. You leave your hoish ways in many cases in the past, in your college life. That was, that's who you used to be. And now, you, you know, you're married. You've got two kids, three kids. You've, you know, you've given your life to God. You go to church every Sunday. You drive your station wagon, go become a soccer mom. And it's just like you're a totally new person. And so when you see stuff like, you know, Donald Trump talking to Billy Bush, you know what I'm saying? Talking about, oh, you grab him by the pussy. And it's like, oh, man, that's horrible. You know, I'm outraged by that. Knowing damn well that you used to be the one where guys were grabbing you. Or you were the one who had the train ran on you. I know women who have had trains ran on them from college. I go on their page just to see what's up. And they're complaining. They're, they're bashing Trump. I said, you got to be kidding me. How you bashing Trump when you used to love men grabbing you by the? You feel what I'm saying? Come on, don't let's just. That's my whole thing. Let's stop the hypocrisy. If you're not a hypocrite and you are, are a truly respectable woman and you don't like that, don't like that type of talk. Don't have had that stuff done to you when you look back on those memories fondly. You know, you know, and try to act indignant. That's my only issue. Don't listen to Beyonce. 
talking about some he he Monica Lewinsky all on my gown, and you got a problem with Donald Trump. And look and look how many women I, I've been posting, I've been talking about that. They say, oh my gosh, what? I didn't even know Beyonce said that. I never heard those lyrics. Come on, yes you did. How you didn't hear those lyrics when you went to the concert? When you be blasting the CD, you know, on rotation. Come on, you heard that. You know you heard it. You know? Draw a roll of the partition, please. I don't want you seeing Yonsei on her knees. On her knees? You you love that. You love that type of talk, that whole talk. You let your kids listen to that whole talk, and you want to be indignant about Donald Trump's comments? You want to follow the media's barrage of attacks being thrown at Donald Trump just because it makes you feel better about your you know, your past, however checkered it may be. Come on, we're not going to do that. You know, I mean, it's crazy. I've been at football parties. You know, I used to, that was the, the hot spot back in the day. When I was in college, we used to go to, it was called the football house. Shout out to anybody who went to college. I mean, you know about the football house. The football house was notorious for 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 freak parties, you know, for, for freak parties. You know, I mean, women getting, you know, grinded on, sex in the bathroom, closets, like all types of stuff, you know, fraternity parties. I've I've told this story before, but come on, people know about these Kappa parties, these Q parties, these Sigma parties, Alpha party. Come on, y'all know what y'all were doing at 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning? And you want to get mad because Donald Trump said all you got to do is grab him by the You know, like, people act like that stuff doesn't happen. You act like that's not what that's not what you were doing in college. You act like if somebody did that to you back in the day you wanted, that you had that you thought was sexy or that, you you know, you had a crush on, like that you were going to campus police and wanting to file a rape charge. Come on. Some, you know, some, sure, but maybe not all. I saw this stuff first thing. So I, I don't, that's why I look at women. I be like, come on, don't act like that. Let Shamar come out of nowhere grabbing pussies. You know what I'm saying? Morris Chestnut. <laughs> you know what I mean? Tyson Beckford. Talking about some all you got to do. You know, you be like, yeah, you right. <laughs> True that. But they say now, facts. <laughs> you know what I mean? People don't like that. They don't even like me saying it. But nobody's calling in to cuss me out. Nobody's, you know what I'm saying? Nobody commenting, oh, no, you're totally off base. You know, you're, you're, you're not keeping it real. You're tripping. No, I'm not. I'm just saying what everybody else is afraid to say. He Monica Lewinsky all on my go. Now, now, here's the thing, people, now, the funny thing that I find interesting. I mean, we talk about, you know, Donald Trump, who is not even president, who is running for president. But here we have Bill Clinton, okay, who – and I don't know if people – see, I was young when, when Monica Lewinsky, that whole scandal hit. I think I was in high school or something, you know. But So I don't know how young or old you guys were listening in. But, yo, Bill Clinton was a freak. This dude cheated on, cheated on his wife, you know what I'm saying, and, and – I'm going to try to put this, you know, delicately, but 
you know, he had sex with her with something, with different things, cigars and things. He stuck things in Monica Lewinsky. You know, she, she gave him head, oral sex. You know, he, he ejaculated, you know, on her, in her mouth and to the point where, it, you know, it was so much, you know, that it shot onto her dress. You know, and, and that, I mean, she was, Monica Lewinsky, guys, was a whore. You know, she was a jump off. You know, you understand that she was a freak. And so there's nothing at all respectable. Donald, I mean, Bill Clinton's, you know, behavior, a lot of it because of his status, was horrendous. You know, so I guess my, and my question is, you know, I mean, there's so many different ways you could look at it. It's like, on one hand, you could look at him like, yo, how could you do that, Bill? But then you could look at it also like, yo, Hillary, you not only, and this is not, she's not the only one. Bill Clinton was accused of harassing and assaulting multiple women. But Hillary Clinton came to his defense, the defense of her husband, who, who, who I want to say something else, but who had sex with Monica Lewinsky with a cigar. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're defend, not only defending him, but you are di- trying to discredit the victims. You know, there's still a smear campaign going on. Donald Trump appeared with the victims, some of these victims, and, and uh, ba- but basically victims, at the debate. Now, funny thing is, I watched the debate. I didn't even know about that until after the debate. They didn't even show that all like that. They didn't even make a big deal about that. Like, yo, Donald Trump has gathered these women together. And the victims, that Bill, the Bill Clinton's victims that he assaulted are all together in one place. You would think that would be a major news story. You would think that would be something that would be talked about at least and focused on. It wasn't. Not like that. You know, I didn't even know about it. You know what I'm saying? I watched the debate. So you know if I didn't know about it, you know what I mean? most people didn't even see it because I look for stuff. I, you know what I'm saying? I see a lot of stuff that people don't even see, and I didn't even see that. But they're digging stuff up from Donald Trump's status, who hasn't even been in politics. This is Bill Clinton, who, ha- who made has a career in politics, posted a video of a guy claiming to be his son. I don't know if that's true or not. You know, it could be totally fake or it could be real. You know, I mean, he's from Arkansas. His story seems, you know what I mean, it seems like it makes sense. He looks like him. He looks like Bill Clinton. He looks like, he looks like I mean, you know, if Bill Clinton had a, a child with a black woman, a son with a black woman, he looks exactly like how I would think that person would look. I don't know if that's real, though. I wouldn't be surprised if it was real. You know, but either way. Why Why have we never heard from this young man? Why is that not even, what's true or not? We don't know if these, if Donald Trump actually, you know, raped these women or did whatever, but, but at least they're getting their story told. How, what about this? How, you know, how come this young man's story isn't told? What about the, these victims? When was the last time you heard of, uh, you know, Bill Cosby's got people pop, all these women Bill Cosby's supposedly accused, or excuse me, supposedly raped, accusing Bill Cosby of rape. Well, where where's the interviews with Bill Clinton's victims? How come they can't get an interview? I mean, think about that, guys. Really think about that. We're talking about mainstream media bias. The government and the, listen, it's the special interest groups, the billionaires, 
you know, who control the government. The government controls the media. The media controls the masses. That's how, that's the hierarchy. That's how it goes. And we have to stop being sheep. We have to start understanding, like, yo, it's not okay to do this stuff. You know what I'm saying? But understand why you're even hearing about it versus not hearing about so much other stuff. Now, here we have, they say, now, obviously, you know, Donald Trump was the target here, right? Donald Trump was the target. They got him, right? But what they say, a, a casualty of war, you know, is Billy Bush, you know, who did the Olympics and has been on Access Hollywood and on the Today Show, you know, so, but, you know, it's like, hey, we like you, Billy. You know, you know, you're you're a casualty of war. You know, you got caught in the crossfire. We got to take you out. We got to sit you down. Not for a little bit. He'll pop back. He'll be all right. You know. But you know, it, it's crazy. Joy Behar on The View, one of the most popular, uh, you know, shows on on TV. It's a pop, popular daytime talk show. She called the the victims. Bill Clinton's assault victims, tramps, right? Bill Cosby's a monster. Donald Trump is a monster. But she calls the victims tramps. Wow, that's, you know what I mean? Like, that's not right, is it? You know, that's that's not okay. You know, they're a monster. He's a monster. Bill Cosby's a monster. But when something doesn't fit the narrative the media wants you to project, then, you know, then, then it's a... It's the either sweep it up under the rug or, oh, it's not so bad. So that's really all, all I wanted to talk about today, man. Like, I, I you know, and I'm, I'm going to wrap it up. But I want people to have heard, you know, what's really going on. And not, you know what I'm saying, not media bias, not a, a slanted, you know, left-wing agenda, but just realness. You know, is it is it okay to grab women by the pussy? No. Okay, it's not, and let's stop being afraid to say it. I mean, come on, that's a, that's a problem in and of itself. Stop being afraid to say it. It is what it is. You know, it is what it is. I posted a video of the chick running around grabbing people's nuts, grabbing these guys' nuts. These men didn't have a problem with it. <clears throat> Why? Because she was sexy. <clears throat> she was attractive. It's on my page. Check it out. You know, I don't know if she was Dominican or Spanish, you know, something. She was beautiful, and she was just going around grabbing men, you know, in between the legs. And they would they would see her coming. They would just, some of them she surprised, others they would see her coming. They, they smiled. Nobody was mad. Nobody called it rape. Nobody called it assault. They enjoyed that because she was attractive. Right? You know, and the reality is, it's the same thing in not all in many cases when you're dealing with an attractive man or someone who has a certain level of fame and stardom. That is true in many cases. To say that's not true, it would just would be ludicrous. You know, I think back to a time I was uh, in an environment. I was in a club one time, and this chick she was ugly. I wasn't even attracted to her. I wasn't attracted to her, but she walked up to me and grabbed me by the 
grabbed the grabbed me by the nuts. And I was like, whoa. I was like, whoa, whoa chill. What you, I was like, yo, what you doing? Yo, don't do that. She's like, what? What you gay? What you a faggot? I said, gay? Well, I, I, got, I have to be gay because I don't want your, your disgusting hands on my private parts? I said, no, I'm not gay. I just don't want you touching. Said, All right. And she walked off. But I be, you know, I like to be real. I would be lying to you. You know what I'm saying? I would not be Dadon Tolbert if I told you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would have responded that same way if that woman looked like the woman in the video or looked like Dashin or Halle Berry or who making good or, you know, whoever. I would be lying to you. And any, just and honestly, just about, I don't care who it is. And people want to sit up here and act indignant. Oh, no, I'd be upset. Come on. Stop it. You know, there are a lot of men out here who would like that behavior but will lie to you and act like they didn't like it just to not have any problems. And all I'm saying is we got to stop the lies and we got to get back to being real. You know, and it's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with saying, oh, hey, look, you know what? I'm not perfect. You know, this is how I used to be back in the day. Jesus Christ can change any of us. He's changed me. He's changed a lot of you. But just because you've changed doesn't mean that you have to act like you never were there. You totally forget who you used to be. You know, and we don't have to jump on a media bandwagon, you know, and, 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 you know, and attack someone based on a decision that they made or, how, you know, a lifestyle that they lived you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago? What was I doing 10 years ago, 20 years? What were you doing 20 years ago? People act all holier than now, and, that, you know, we got to stop it. Got Beyonce in the tape deck, Jay-Z, talking about how he rapes women, Rick Ross talking about slipping, slipping mollies in the, in the drinks, raping women. Like, come on. So... But I thank you for listening, man. If you can, go check out Birth of a Nation. Like I told you in the beginning of the show, man, it's a great movie. Um, it deserves to be supported. It's, it is, it's unlike anything of its time. There's never been a movie made like that. Um, so support it. It's a great movie. And um, that's it, man. I'll see you all next time.